BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 100% Patrick O'Dowd. The topic we're going to talk about before we have some fun. You are so ready to talk about. You have no idea ready. how ready you are talking about it. Oh, ready. I, I believe you. So ready to talk about it. Like, like just, I'm titillated. Just so, so ready. Oh, hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show the best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> is up a very happy Wednesday to you. My name is Greg DeMarco and I want to welcome you to, well, sit back and get ready for it. The Greg DeMarco Show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. DeMarco Wrestling, Outside Interference, Worked Over Wrestling, Chair Shot Radio, and the Babyface Yale Podcast. Where there are two sides to every story line. And get ready for it, Patrick O'Dowd, because this show is streaming live Worldwide on the Voice of Choice Nation Radio Network at VOCNation.com, on the Real Fans Sports Network at 411Mania.com, and the Chairshot Radio Network as part of, well, Chairshot.com. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. See, I told you we were just going to do it all. Just going to do it all, Patrick. Like, 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 like I was riding a bike. Like you were, I knew you would because I've thrown it out there randomly at times and, 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 and guys, you do that. One time I did it just to make you think like we were going back. I think one time we went back and that's how I told you was by getting you to do that mm. during. You said we were streaming live and yeah. And then you did it. It was, you know, no, no questions asked whatsoever. Then there was a time I changed the name of the show during the show 
on accident. Just yeah, really yeah, yeah. Stuck. I remember that one. That was and like I accidentally called it the Greg DeMarco Week show. Week later. Like, well, I guess the universe. And then went back to the Greg DeMarco show until it wasn't anymore. Until it is again. Until it is again. But it won't So be. shall it be written, so shall it be done. It's what circular happy, circle. It's like a merry-go-round. It goes up and down and, and around. Feeling the flow. Feel the flow. I'm working it. Doing the bargain. I am the heel. Patrick Gatto's a babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. Like I said, this show is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Follow along at Chairshot Media. Of course, we are streaming, you know, live worldwide, all that, but also on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So like, subscribe, and leave us a five star review. I am on your all of your forms of social media at Chairshot Greg. Patrick O'Dowd, who you've already heard, you can find him at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. And the other voice you heard is that of the Queen of Soft Style herself. She is on Instagram and Facebook, but no Twitter because she's a Twitterless heroine. But you can follow her. On the aforementioned Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda hashtag 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 spelled out hashbag. for the hashtag, hashtag Miranda. It is Miranda Morales. It's so it's it's less it's a little more anticlimactic when we have already recorded one show before we do this, but here we are. Yeah, we are. Here we are. Look at us. Look at us recording a podcast. Look at you. Look at us. Jumping in and, and recording the show. We're going to have some fun today. I'm going to have some fun. And, and we have kicked off. Well, yes, today is June 1st, 2021. When we record this. The first ever podcast released by Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowell was released on May 31st, 2011. It has been 10 years since we did that horrible edition of the Greg DeMarco show, which you all heard Tuesday morning uh, as the, the throwback edition of chair shot radio. Um, I did try to run it through the things that we do now to make the audio sound better, but you know, what do they say? You polish a turd, but it's still a turd. I don't know. It's still that edition of, 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 of blog talk radio and everything that we put together. You can hear Patrick O'Dowd tell the story about how his recording situation, the first time we ever recorded in the first few months that we recorded, I remember when you first got a microphone, like how excited you were that you got a microphone. It was a big deal. It was. It was a big deal. So we had lots and lots of headset. Lots of on up. Headset. Head, the, the first headset I had was so generic and crappy. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Like, and then I remember breaking one, having to use a work headset. Like, there's just so many iterations and things that we've gone through. But the, the current stuff seems to work. And we, we've seemed to have been on the current stuff for a while now. So, right. It's like we, we finally got it figured out like nine years in. So it's a, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Better late than ever. Exactly. Hashtag Greg's fault. That remember that was that was that would get put out there a lot back in the day. <laughs> Hashtag dog's fault. We got the, the the dog. Is that is that Mickey or is that the other one whose name I can't remember? Sadie. Is that Mickey or Sadie? It's both. Both of it's them. Both. I, I it's both. That's, that seems to be the one thing I can't escape in podcasting now is dogs on the show. Yes. Well, dogs are everywhere. <laughs> you just never know. So. Got Sadie. True. We got Mickey. We got the whole. They're big crew. fans. They are big fans. Canines are big fans. They're streaming yes. live worldwide. Yeah, they're big fans. Sadie's Sadie's actually uh, been on on a podcast or two. She has. Just yeah. As in, it, yeah, she's also been requested I mean, as a, a special guest. That's a strong demo. 
Uh, the Young Bucks and Chris yeah. Jericho and Cody are jealous. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> they won in on that. Sadie was almost casted as as one of the hounds, Chris Jericho's hounds. Uh, she she made it to a final casting call, but wasn't picked. Um, no, uh, I'm no. still unhappy with that decision. As no, to this day, no I felt like she was perfectly that was all a set, but whatever. That was all nepotism, and we all know it. Like that's come on now. Right. That's Stay true. Right. Nepotism and dogs. It's all. It's all it's friends. It's thing. all. It's all friends wrestling. It's all pets wrestling. There's no way that they were gonna. They were gonna use anybody's dog not already related to the company because, well, that's just what they do. So we have already been talking here for seven and a half minutes, which means we're past the five minute mark. Which means Miranda Morales, we can take care of some business. Yes, Greg, I'm gonna take some little help here. <laughs> come on, why don't you come up here? Say, why don't you help tell Greg? To wind it up. Time. Yes, it is indeed time for you. Yes, you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. If you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a bunch of t-shirt designs all in support of the chairshot.com. That includes multiple always use your head t-shirts, the OG chair shot logo, the hashtag journalism shirt, the Corona chair shot t-shirt, and much, much more, including T-shirts in support of Chairshot Radio Network podcasts like A Winner Is You, Bandwagon Nerds, Hashtag Miranda Show, and Everybody Hates Greg. If you go to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, well, you can find T-shirts there as low as $19.99. But if you want to pay a little bit extra, you can get any of these T-shirts in soft style, which I highly recommend because you deserve it. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. We were going to talk about this topic on Chair Shot Radio, but instead we decided to kick back, relax, and have a little bit of fun. Wax poetic about the past. But this past Sunday, All Elite Wrestling hosted the Double or Nothing pay-per-view live from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida with a packed house. And one of the more talked about matches on that event was Anthony Agogo making his pay-per-view debut against the one and only American nightmarish dream himself, Cody Rhodes. Name Sting. I mean, oh, sorry. As you all, <laughs> as you all could the imagine. The one. Well, LOL, Cody wins, rides again, Cody Rhodes, victorious over Anthony Agogo. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Cody Rhodes wins again, along with a victory picked up by the Young Bucks and a victory picked up by that young talent who might be something someday, Kenny Omega. Par for the course, AEW, Patrick O'Dowd, we'll let you go first. But I really want to focus on Cody. Thoughts on LOL, Cody wins. It's just a continuation. Like, I was thinking about this. Because everybody talks about how great matches that are put out there, like 20-minute whatever masterpieces. And that's nice and all. But 
like, don't tell me people, don't tell me the WWE cramps folks down your throat. Like, just stop. Because you know who's down my throat? The Young Bucks, Mm -hmm. Cody, and Kenny Omega. And not in a good way, folks. Not in the fun way. I'm not Mm -hmm. getting things crammed down my throat in that way that's like, oh, no, this is like, ew. And it's just, give me a break. Like, it's, I don't, I don't feel the pay-per-view is worth watching. And I don't even watch the show. But why should I? When the results, it, it's that easy. Like Cody, Cody's wrestling somebody new. Cody wins. I don't care how great the promos are. I don't how, care how big of, a, of an asshole Cody is. I don't care how much, you know, folks are behind the dude who's cutting the promos. Where you're like, wait a minute, he kind of sounds like the good guy, and people are confused. You know who's gonna win? It was Cody dressed up like Sting. From Great American Bash 1990. Yeah, it really was. Google uh, it. Sting was there. I'm sure like Sting I, I put a photo up. Did you? It was it was beautiful. I did on I saw in that, our actually. chat. Did see that. And and Cody winning. I mean, well, I'll let Miranda talk first because I, I I'm going to go in a direction here, but I'll let Miranda go first. Well, she knows a little bit about what I'm going to say. <laughs> but I'll let her go first. It didn't surprise me. So uh, last week on the Hashtag Miranda show, I had uh, the trio from Trifulka Wrestling Media. And uh, I, I posted this on my Instagram uh, for anyone who wants to, to listen to it. I explained to them because they were all, you know, cheery and optimistic and explaining as far as their thoughts on Anthony Agogo winning. And I just had to break down LOL Cody wins. I had to educate the children, as I've said before, um, and let them know that this was going to be the reality of it. And I think that, as Patrick mentioned, it's become more of a foregone conclusion. And I don't necessarily think that, in hindsight, it was a bad decision, just because Anthony Ogopo has a lot to learn and grow. But it's that that fact that if you he's facing an, uh, any talent at this point, but especially a young up-and-comer, he's going to win. And you just wonder, what is this all for? How is this building up new stars? Um, what is this doing for stories as a whole or, or even for him in the long run? You know, what is this meant to, to do for him? But, yeah, I think it's, it's just a foregone conclusion that anytime you see Cody Rhodes, he's going to win. Um, and it, it kind of brings a little bit of the air out of the room. Um, and it's not just that he won. It was a very dominant win where I think, too, if he's going to continue to win, if there is some kind of balance in the matches in which, you know, maybe he barely wins or, or something happens where there's more of a struggle for him to win, I think there'd be a little bit more understanding or a little bit more excitement or interest in the match. But even the way that he won, I think got fans really, you know, just that big sigh. And, and I think Patrick will appreciate the analogies. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen these, but I've seen a few analogies online where people have related him to the Homelander from the boys uh, just because of this level of, almost like arrogance and cockiness and I am America and, you know, just feeling like he represents so much of America, but there's this layer underneath that feels just kind of with it. And, um, you know, 
I, I wouldn't be mad at that if that was an actual turn, if that was intentional, but that's not intentional. I, I think at the end of the day, he really truly feels like a, you know, a, a big hero who's, you know, defending uh, the company, defending wrestling, defending the USA, when in reality it's, it's kind of a, a bit off-putting. No, the oh, focus there. group said it looked great. No, he corrected <laughs> that. that it was a awesome. focus group. He, he corrected his lie and said there wasn't a focus group involved. That's a whole other problem is that Cody says things that he doesn't know. He's just he's proving how little he knows about business when he speaks because he says things like this was focus groups and well, not actually focus groups, but I asked people backstage what they thought. And I rehearsed yes, it in front yes. of a mirror and asked the mirror what the mirror thought. And and it was the mirror of a reason, so that's why it told me what yeah. I wanted to hear. And it said, go be the American dream because that's what I truly desire. Um Here's the thing, like, okay, there's a couple different factors in all this. Number one, Anthony Agogo is not ready to be a pay-per-view level talent wrestling long AEW pay-per-view matches. It's not what he's been doing on, on Dynamite. And so he shouldn't have been there to begin with, number one. So it was unfair to him to put him in that spot. Number two, he was injured. Number three, he's like three quarters blind. So he's got a few things to work through and he can still be successful. He can be tremendously successful, but again, it was too much too soon. So Cody going over was the right decision in, in the end. Um, the match happening was the wrong decision, but if the match was going to happen, Cody should go over because a is not ready, but he's been killing people with this liver punch. Like just, just killing them dead. Cody took three of them, three of them and still didn't lose. And and the analogy I've seen is more Captain America than Homelander because Cody was taking all kinds of damage and was just just going and and fine. And then he wins the match with the vertebraker, with the kudo driver. Like, come on, it's not even his move. Like, and and hey, he took an inexperienced wrestler and put him in a situation where he could get real hurt real bad because that's not a move that's intuitive to take at all. And and we've seen that move go super bad at different times. And I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Like Cody has a finisher and, and it's, it's granted. So does Anthony Gogo and Cody took three of them and was fine. So it, it's that to me is the problem. The booking is fine. The, the, the way the match itself was produced was not fine. Anthony Gogo losing. And then if he goes off, gets more experience when he come, when he rises back up to that level, he's got a ready-made program. He, he wants to get that win over Cody Rhodes. He's got a mountain to climb when he comes back. Here's the other problem. And I'll let you guys talk about it because you talked about Sting. You talked about all this. Cody Rhodes in this match was basically going for 1984 Dusty Rhodes. It was U.S. versus the evil European, which, I mean, we really think Europeans are evil right now? No, we don't. We, we, we've had our independence for quite a long time now, Cody. And he went all red, white, and blue. And, and Anthony Gogo was the evil foreigner, which is just really funny. And it would have worked in 1984 with Dusty Rhodes, but it's 2021 with Cody Rhodes. And and I just think it was a bad look and just a complete total miscalculation on Cody Rhodes' part. Like, I didn't think that we hated Europe that much. I'll let Patrick expand more. Well, no, <laughs> I mean... I at least go full Russian and have the guy be friends with Putin or something. Like if you're going to go after a European country, like that's the, that's the one to go for. Yeah. I think he's barking up the wrong dusty roads gimmick. I think it should be the common man 
Like so, but he he can't oh, be the common man because he's yeah, the he rich. can't be. He lives in a mansion. He lives in a mansion. No, no, he's got a I get show. it. I get it. But if you're good, I mean, you act like he's. It's it's all smoke, folk people. Like it's all blowers. Like you can is tell. It, is it wait? Is it smoke and mirrors? A little bit. That yeah, was Cody's bit. best theme song, anyway. So. I see. I see what you did there. But yes, do. I th- the point is, is like if you're gonna run with an aspect of your father that that could still resonate today, a disparity in class, unfortunately, would be the way to go. He's just the wrong class. Like he would yeah, be the Ric Flair, not the. Dusty Roads, so as you so wisely pointed out, and the you've talked about this all the time, Greg. Like AEW's, like because it's not just Cody, but like this obsession with this like era of wrestling from you know TBS and TNT, yeah. like that WCW Nitro era, maybe even a little bit earlier than that as you laid out and I don't know people act like it's some new exciting thing and it just I don't know that it really no it's not it's horrible it's if, it, if it works yeah it's absolutely horrible and here's and my the young thing. bucks are douchebags oh sorry oh, yeah. I just had to <laughs> <all the time. laughs> here's just my slip, thing just and and I'll let you comment on this one Miranda but Cody Cody Rhodes is extremely talented and extremely smart he is better than Dusty Cosplay. Like, he just is. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd be better as a professional and more well-received and more successful in the long run if he got away from the Dusty Cosplay. But here we are. Literally calling himself the American Dream for a match against the evil European Anthony Agogo, who, by the way, they celebrated the hell out of when they signed him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just a weird trope, really. I mean, they they it just didn't fit. And... If anything, we've seen Cody Rhodes in different characters, and he makes he made a lot of them work. Um, and it's been the fact that he's been everything but his his dad at this point. And I actually really did like his spin on, you know, the American Dream as the American Nightmare, and a, a, a little darker and a little bit more flashy. And I think that's been one of his his best characters is the American Nightmare. So I just. But the fact that I think, who knows, he'll jump back to it, you know, in a few weeks. Like, it's all very fluid to him as well, which also then makes it seem a little disingenuous that he only used that for as a gimmick for a match when you could have really built that up over time um, where it's an evolution. And I think that's also where there's the stories you're most invested in when things take time, when you almost he had to go through this journey and rediscovering who he is through his father's legacy. I would have been more drawn to a in-depth story about that process instead of them just doing it in what, three weeks. Um, and also then building up to a formidable opponent. It's almost like, you know, you could have filmed it as, as, uh, almost like a Rocky movie, you know, like with, with the, how, how you discover yourself and the training and having this big formidable foe that you have to just muster and gather, you know, all your might for, I just feel like they rushed it to get a, a quick, cheap pop and if anything, I think it kind of made that transformation just look 
I don't want to say cheap, but I just almost a little disingenuous or just um, so, so quick that they just wanted it for the moment. And I, there's enough, some of the best stories in wrestling are the, are the true ones, the ones based off of real life. Right. And so they could have done a lot of great things with this if they would have had the patience with it. But apparently they didn't because they wanted to rush this and Anthony Ogogo too. You know, yes, they could always circle back to this at some point, but I feel like if they had given it more time, one, it would have helped prepare Anthony Ogogo better. It would have felt like a more even matchup. And you really are setting someone up to be not, not necessarily, you know, quote unquote evil, just based off of where they're from, but maybe someone who just thinks that he's better than him, that, you know, someone who comes from a different country that is better than him because of his training, because of his background, because of his physique, because of his age. I just feel like they they have all the tools in the tool shed to make these stories work. They just seem to rush it. And and Cody's been going through people on the roster left and right. He has two week feuds with people and then they they're gone and done and he beats them and it's on to the next. So I just feel like too they go through so many people so quickly for him that I don't really feel like anything has been drawn out other than the QT story and even then that I felt like could have had a longer build up. Yeah, well, but it's QT Marshall. I mean, come on, like, really? Like, well, it's it's like the guy was a cast off in Ring of Honor. Like, like that's what that's what jumping the shark. When QT got his own faction, that was a, to me the equivalent of jumping the shark. Well, that's just Cody trying to to help people out because they run the school together and all that stuff. Like, so here's my question, okay? Because because Pac was totally wasted in the main event. Like, like there was no like no one cared about Pac in the main event when you had Kenny and you had Orange Cassie and all that. And, and you could have very easily just had Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. And it didn't go on last anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Let's remove Anthony Agogo from this feud with Cody Rhodes and put Pac in there. Is it better? And does this make more sense, Patrick O'Dowd? Probably because Pac, I think not he's just I think he's just a better promo. And he's hateable. Sorry, I didn't you broke he, up a little bit. It's easy to hate Pac. Like he's a good heel. Right. He's he's right. He looks like he's a played it well and you know. he's he's played it well in multiple companies too. So it's it's easier to get behind that get behind Cody right. if you got that guy on the other side of the ring. Like it'd be very easy um, for Pac to go after American privilege. Right. And and talk down to America and then Cody would be like, No, this is what America's truly about. And and go with the gimmick. And Pac's got ammunition because he's been overlooked for most of his career. And Anthony right. Agogo's not overlooked. Anthony Agogo's been handed so much stuff. Now, he earned his Olympic boxing career, but in wrestling, it's been handed to him on a silver platter. So right. it just, yeah, it just didn't, didn't make any sense. Miranda, what do you think? Pac a better fit? Would Pac have made Cody look less silly in this angle? Yes. Yeah, because there's also a true level of seriousness, as you mentioned, the history of Pac, his his wrestling background, his intensity, you know, you, he would have had a different match as well, um, too. It would have been a very different match and one that's more competitive and one where Cody would have had to to claw his way through it. Pac would have given him everything and a, and a win over Pac would have made a made it look you know, made him look a lot stronger. Like he really had to fight for for that because Pac, Pac is just a, an incredible wrestler, right. um, and and they would have a, a awesome match. Uh, I, I could see that. Um, and 
you know, I, I, yeah, there's just so much more elements to it based off of his history. And of course, you know, being British, but I, I would have felt like it would have been more authentic. I agree hundred percent. And, and that's why I think it could have worked, but that's not what we did. We had to do this instead. So there'll be lots more opportunities to talk about LOL Cody wins and, and all the things that are wrong with the young bucks and Kenny Omega as well. But now we're going to go to commercial, come back and have some fun. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Did we miss the buzzer or did it just break up during the buzzer? I did the buzzer. Okay. It was just too loud. That's always your problem. You have the buzzer too loud. Maybe. I don't know. I missed the buzzer. Patrick, you got this look. No, I didn't hear the buzz. I didn't hear the I, buzzer. I think you did the buzzer, but I, I also noticed that like you froze, and so I think it was. I don't think it was your fault. I think it was Tucson Internet's fault. Why the buzzer froze? But that's okay. Greg's fault. I don't want to sit here and focus on the buzzer. I don't want to focus on anything else. We're not doing the baby face heel of the week this week, even though it makes sense to do Cody Rhodes. We'll table that for another week because we're about to do one of Patrick Adele's favorite things. <laughs> It is time for the 10-year anniversary of Patrick Redown and Greg DeMarco podcasting edition of the Wrestling Game Show. I am so excited. Fuck, I don't remember. I'm just going to say that now. I don't remember. That's my answer. It's not all about that. It, Charlie, the topics, are, the topics are themed with the number 10. And there's only three topics because I knew we'd have another topic to talk about. And, and I knew that we would not do the whole show like we've done this before. So it's going to be shorter than normal. Three topics, five questions each, 15 total questions. For those of you who may not remember, the, the, the reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the wrestling game show is, in fact, Miranda Morales. So she will get to go first. What we do is we do have um, three different categories, five questions each. And the rules for anybody who may not know is that Miranda will pick a category. I'll ask her the first question in that category. And she gets it right. She continues. If she gets it wrong, Patrick O'Dowd can either steal by, by getting the, the answer right, or if he knows he doesn't know the answer, then he can maintain control of the board and, and pick a question elsewhere, not, um, not have an answer to the question. Because if he tries to steal and gets it wrong, control goes back to Miranda Morales. So if, if in this same example, if Miranda gets the question right, she would get two points. If she gets it wrong and Patrick gets it right for stealing, he gets one point. So that is how the points work here on the, wrestling game show and i use the example of miranda picking first because she is the defending champion she does get to pick first here are your categories as we celebrate 10 years of greg demarco and patrick adowd podcasting the first category is well tens t-e-n-s the number tens the second category is wrestlemania 10 and the third category is a legendary greg demarco show guests so there is the one Greg DeMarco show category. Miranda Morales, you, of course, have control of the board. You get to pick which topic we start with. I'm going to start off with uh, the first category, 10s. Okay. So this wrestler twice entered the Royal Rumble at number 10 to match his NXT gimmick at the time. 
Oh, NXT gimmick at the time. Do I say the NXT gimmick name? That is what I have written down on the paper. Okay. That is Ty Dillinger. Who was known as the? Ten. Perfect ten. Perfect ten. Yeah, that would have been, that That, that would have not been oh, okay. part of the answer, but I just wanted to see if, if we knew that. What I knew. There we go. Two points for Miranda Morales. Miranda, you retain control of the board. I'll go with WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 10. This wrestler won the famous WrestleMania 10 ladder match. That is uh, Razor Ramon. And you had two choices, so you got the right one. Razor Ramon indeed is the answer. Miranda, you keep control. Uh, Just going to go down the line to, uh, uh, was it? Famous Greg DeMarco show guests. Legendary. Legendary. Famous legendary. This Greg DeMarco show guest went on to become a WWE Universal Champion. Oh. Universal Champion. Five seconds. Four. I three, don't know. Two. One. <clears throat> Patrick O'Dowd, you can try to steal, or? It's Kevin Owens. It is indeed Kevin Owens. Slash. One point. He's on twice. Yes, he did come on twice. Um, Lots of fun. Great dude. Patrick O'Dowd, you now have control of the board. We've asked one question. Let's stay with with legendary guests. Okay. This is this is the give me, right? This is whoever got this one was going to get it right. Uh, this Greg DeMarco show guest <laughs> is the longest reigning NXT champion of all time and the greatest professional wrestler walking God's <laughs> green earth. Adam Cole, baby. Bye-bye. Play, damn it. That is correct. Patrick, the, the current score is Miranda Morales 4, Patrick O'Dowd 2, Patrick O'Dowd retains control of the board. Wait, what? I don't get a point for stealing Kevin Owens? You did. Did I say 2? Then I only get one point. You have 3. Did I say 2? You said 2. You yeah, you, you said 2. You have 3. Yep. See, this is this is why the game show stinks, Miranda, <laughs> right there. Right here. All my piece is of paper, you have 3, Miranda has 4. So you're good. Stay with legendary guests. This Greg DeMarco show guest recently made her NXT debut, but is most remembered by us for continually using her real name during her interview on our program. Oh, shit. Um, God, what was that? See, this is where this is where I've slept since then and can't remember. Um, is that Taya Valkyrie? That is indeed Taya Valkyrie. I will accept Taya right. Valkyrie. I would have accepted because I can't Monet. remember her goofy ass NXT name. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will accept Frankie Monet. I would have even accepted Kira Foster, which is what she kept saying when right. she was on our show. Patrick Goodell has taken the lead now with five points and has control of the board. Uh, we'll just keep doing the legendary guess. Let's just go all the way down the Greg DeMarco show memory lane. Question number four of the five in this category. This Greg DeMarco show guest was recently released from WWE, but is still here in the United States and has not returned to her native land. Oh. um, Ah. Shoot, I'm just trying to... Is that Peyton? Peyton Royce? Uh, So close. 
Miranda, you can steal. Like you can control rush. the board. What would you like to do? Well, now she knows the answer. So, well, and I think now I know. I don't know if I know, but is that Chelsea Green? Wait, no, no, no. hang on, hang on. There we go. It was not Chelsea Green. We never got Chelsea Green oh. on the show. That was Billy Kay. Oh, right. Of course, Jesse McKay when she appeared on the program, and and during a big shimmer weekend. And all I remember was her continually informing us that the Australian Aussies were complete shit. She just kept telling us that right. every time the Australian Indies came up, the Indies are shit in Australia. And that's why they have to fly over here for shimmer weekends. That means Patrick O'Dowd, you keep your lead and control. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll finish up the category. <sighs> Let me uh, go ahead and highlight this. Getting my laughs out of the way internally. This Greg DeMarco show guest continues to provide content for the shows long after their last appearance. The fuck kind of question is that? It'll make sense. Continues to provide content long after their last appearance. Yeah, maybe I said maybe could have said continue to provide content long after their last appearance. Adam Pierce. Miranda Morales, you can guess or you can maintain control of the board. Oh man, I'm gonna just maintain control because I. Don't. No. That would be Adam none Pierce other be my than my best friend, Taylor Hendricks. Oh, God. Yeah, right, your best friend. You get to pick a category. We still have four questions left in tens and four questions left in WrestleMania 10. All right, let's go to tens. All right, question number two out of tens. These two members of the Undisputed Era competed against each other in the main event of ROH's 10th anniversary show as part of a tag team match. Oh, man. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Patrick O'Dowd. You can steal. Uh, I might as well. I'll I'll try to steal. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. You guys you put Adam so Cole close. in there twice. That would be <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> the main event of Ring of Honor's 10th anniversary show, for some reason, was Ring of Honor World Champion David Richards teaming with Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole and Rutter er, and uh, Eddie Edwards. I don't. I don't know why. It's like they they flip tag team partners for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also apparently oh, when yeah. they decided. Adam Cole could be a main eventer. So that means Miranda Morales maintains control of the board. We are still at a score of five for Patrick O'Dowd and four for Miranda Morales. I'm going to stick with tens. This wrestler defended the WCW World Championship in the 10th Starcade, which also featured the second ever Lethal Lottery. Oh, man. Yeah, these are hard. This category can get hard. No shit. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, damn. I'm going to say... The 10th Starcade. That Ric Flair? Patrick O'Dowd, you can answer, you can maintain control of the board. Oh, God. I uh, don't trust my WCW memory well enough to know if I'm going to guess the right main event, so I'm going to maintain the control of the board. The correct answer was... Damn! Ron Simmons, who defended his championship at 
the 10th Starcade, which was Starcade 92. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, your choice. Same score. You're winning five to four. Um, we still we'll, have four we'll questions left. We'll, Let me just reset. We have four questions left in WrestleMania 10, two questions left in the category 10s. Let's uh let's go back to WrestleMania 10. Okay. Let's, let's prove how bad my memory is. Uh, for a show I've watched multiple one. times. It shouldn't be for this one. I'd be surprised. But this wrestler defended the WWF championship twice at WrestleMania 10. How's Yokozuna? Where, where's the soundboard at? Where'd it go, soundboard? Where did you go? You are correct. That was indeed Yokozuna. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, the choice is yours. Uh, we'll stick with WrestleMania 10. This wrestler successfully defended the WWF Women's Championship at WrestleMania 10. Uh, Alundra Blaze? Look at you! It was indeed Alundra Blaze. Are you, did you pull it up on Wikipedia? No, I, I swear know. to God. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of an easy guess. She was like one of the only women. Name the only women's champion. The challenger at WrestleMania 10, which was 1994, was Leilani Kai of all people. Like, yeah, this is not. Right. We're not talking about. Um, okay. Uh, WrestleMania 10. This was Doink the Clown's tag team partner for the mixed tag team match against Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon. Dink. It was indeed Dink the Cloud. Patrick O'Dell, the new score is 11 for you and 4 for Miranda Morales. This is really unfamiliar territory know, for right? a trivia show. I'm just playing yeah. it out there. <laughs> so there are um, two questions left in 10s and one left in WrestleMania 10. Let's finish WrestleMania 10. This Hall of Fame tag team lost the dark match before WrestleMania 10. Um, yeah, you're going to give me on this one. Uh, the Bushwhackers. It was, in fact, the Bushwhackers. Nice. That down. was a total guess. Yes. I know it was. <laughs> there you go. So All we right, have tens. two questions left in the category of 10s. And we'll see if, if I mean, it's all kind of wrapped up already, but we're still going to play the last yes, two yes. questions. Patrick O'Dowd, this yes. wrestler, failed in his bid to win the NXT Championship from Samoa Joe at the 10th NXT TakeOver titled The End. Oh, see, this is where me not watching NXT really hurts because I never watched any NXT. Um, let's see. Who was wrestling Joe at that time? Uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, Sami Zayn. <clears throat> nope. Yeah, I like, Miranda I no Alice, you might as well guess because there's no point in having control of the board when there's one question left. It's, a, it's a, me. You should yeah, guess. You. Yeah, because, okay. Sorry, you cut up for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Miranda uh, Morales, it is to you. Is that Ben Ballard? That is indeed. That was my ben other Ballard, guess. Who lost to Samoa Joe inside of a steel cage at the end. The last question is for you, Miranda Morales. This former multi-time Greg DeMarco show guest lost to Nyla Rose on the 10th edition of AEW Dynamite. I have no idea. Do you want to foster a guess? I no idea. 
I really did. <laughs> I don't even remember that okay. far back. Patrick O'Dowd, multi-time guest of the Greg DeMarco Show, lost to Nyla Rose on the 10th Multi-time edition. guest that lost to Nyla Rose. Um, again, things that I don't watch for a thousand, Alex. You're just trying to pad your lead at this point. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my victory. I don't remember. I don't know. That would be none other than one of your favorite guests, Leva Bates. Huh. So that means our final she score was a multi time six. Patrick O'Dowd thirteen. The winner, hashtag and new, new wrestling game show champion is none other than the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick O'Dowd. A winner is me. Uh, I need some arrogance. So we can spray the audience with the arrogance. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out It's three-minute warning time, and I have a question for both of you. And, and you know, this is an opinionated show, and we all have opinions on this show, but God damn it, there's a right and a wrong answer to this question. Last week on AEW Dynamite, Leading into the Double Nothing pay-per-view, Tony Khan decided to cut a promo informing <laughs> WWE CFO and President Nick Khan that there is only enough room for one Khan in the wrestling business, and his name is Tony uh. Khan. Patrick Goodell and Miranda Morales. We'll start with Miranda Morales. Yes or no, was there any good reason to deliver this promo? Before I mention that or I give my answer, it just proves that they are listening to the Chair Shot Radio Network because he referred to himself as the, the uh, Forbidden Door. Um, so I just, just want to say that they're listening, everyone. They're listening. Um, no, there wasn't any, there really wasn't any reason for that at all. Not one of my legendary lines that was not necessary. No. Patrick O'Dowd. Yeah, no, because this wasn't like you were challenging Vince McMahon to a fight. At least challenge something people give a shit about if you're gonna if you're gonna poke that bear. But <laughs> Nick, what are you doing? He like, should have no. listened, he should have t- talked to Eric Bischoff, and Bischoff well, knows what it's like. To- yeah, like, <laughs> well, and Bischoff shouldn't have challenged Vince McMahon, but at least it sort of made sense because Vince McMahon's on television. Like you've seen the dude, you know who they're talking about. Nobody knew who the fuck this other guy was until like two weeks ago. Every AEW fan knows who Nick Khan is because they're all internet wrestling community fans. Right. But who is this promo going to attract to your product? All it does is continue to stroke their fan base that they already have. Just like Cody winning, just like Kenny winning, just like the Young Bucks being the Young Bucks and, and, and becoming, you know, their true selves on television now. Like, it just none of it makes any sense, and this is why their product never grows because they continue to cater to the fans they already have. 
And it's like they're so afraid of losing their current fans that they have make no efforts to grow to new fans whatsoever. Right. But like I said on Twitter, all this promo does is confirm that Tony Khan basically paid for a $100 million fantasy wrestling camp because now he's out here cutting promos on Vince McMahon and on Nick Khan telling him that he's not allowed to, to go, you know, he can't be in the wrestling business because his last name's Khan and that Tony's the one that has all the relationship with New Japan, which by the way, Tony later said that he cleared that through New Japan. That's about as true uh-huh. as Cody Rhodes focus grouping his U.S. promo because New Japan never would have been okay. Think of what we know about New Japan and the Japanese culture. They never would have okayed that promo. Like, come on. Like, that's just... Someday all of these lies are going to come back and bite them in the ass. Whether it's in real time or whether it's during the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of All Elite Wrestling on the WWE Network. One way or another, this will come to pass, and we will all love and enjoy it. Man, we got a lot of these episodes coming up, Miranda Morales. We talked about the rise, the, the meteoric rise and eventual fall of, of Impact Are They're listening. They're listening. They've always been listening. I mean, how, how, yeah, exactly. They've already been following you on, on Twitter. I mean, like, they, they're following, me. they're listening. Um, they know. I mean, Patrick, we only need but one bit of proof to prove that they've been listening. And that bit of proof is known as three words, Dolph Ziggler's hair. That's an extreme throwback to the years ago of the Greg DeMarco show. And that, my friends, is going to do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Heel podcast. You can follow him at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T, because there's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, there is one in Patrick, and there is one in champion for the current reigning and defending wrestling game show champion. Hashtag and new Patrick O'Dowd. You can follow her on the Instagram and the Facebook, but not on the Twitter, for she's a Twitterless heroine. That is at the hashtag Miranda for Miranda Morales. Hashtag is spelled out. You can follow me at Chairshot Greg. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. Those are all the things for the Chairshot Radio Network. Until next time. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week right here as we continue the month of June celebration on the Babyface Heel Podcast. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.